Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, it's back to the future at SpaceX. Today's episode of End of the Line is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.tv today. Well, the dust is settled at the SpaceX Boca Chica Texas launch site, and that dust that spends more than a little time bouncing around these days. The company's large Starship test vehicles, well, they're launching almost weekly these days, and last week's catastrophic failure of serial number 11 is the fourth consecutive explosion of a Starship vehicle. Now, for most engineering programs, loss of four large test vehicles in consecutive flights would result in a pink slip for a program manager, but one of the beauties of running your own business is that no one is looking over your shoulder when you decide to do things radically differently. Now, Elon Musk's strategy is simple. All-up system testing by building a lot of hardware, launching it frequently, and iterating their way to success. Now, the traditional aerospace way is to build components, test, screw those components into assemblies, test again, then bolt the assemblies into vehicles, and then test again. Then they test some more, and then launch. Now, this belt and suspenders approach, it does reduce risk, and it increases overall system reliability, but it's slow and it's expensive. What SpaceX does is something that actually has its origins in the mid-1950s. It's called concurrency. And the idea is that the program runs research and development, prototyping, testing, and manufacturing all at the same time. Now, that saves years on a complex program like a space launch booster. Well, this was done in the mid-1950s with the General Dynamics Atlas Missile Program, where the need for speed in the Cold War meant throwing away the highly conservative development methodologies of the airplane industry in favor of a build-it-break-it-modify-it process. Now, in the Atlas program, the result was a bunch of catastrophic failures, so many that congressional inquiries, the news media, and even stand-up comedians began to question the competence of the American aerospace industry as a whole. Now, in the end, Atlas worked, and it worked well enough that it became a major satellite launch system for 50 years. During development, however, the General Dynamics team faced an unhappy U.S. Air Force customer, politicians circling like sharks, and nervous shareholders. In the meantime, the USAF had contracted a rival company, Martin, to build a second missile system as a backup plan. So the pressure was on, and there was no guarantee that the Atlas program would succeed. And if it hadn't, it likely would have driven General Dynamics out of the rocket business altogether. Now, more than a few engineers that I talked to in aerospace and other disciplines do wonder why SpaceX expends expensive test vehicles this way. Advanced simulations should be reducing the need for risky all-up system testing, and the failures so far appear to be engine-related, and also in the atmosphere, so test stand work would seem to be easier on equipment. Perhaps the most remarkable thing about the SpaceX development process is that the normal bureaucracy in the form of an accident review board, followed by a report, recommendations, and a formal engineering change process, well, it's either so fast that the company rolls out the next rocket before the cause of a previous failure is fully known, or that the amount and quality of telemetry is now so large that post-flight analysis of hardware just isn't necessary anymore. And if the hardware itself is evolving quickly, it's also possible that every test flight represents an obsolete configuration, so there's a lot to learn and little to lose by turning those boosters into stainless steel confetti. But it doesn't look good, and like Atlas, a big string of catastrophic failures early in a program means that the mature system had better be reliable, like the company's other rocket program, Falcon. It worked in the 1950s, and it should work today. This episode was brought to you by engineering.tv. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next time.